What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video. And if you saw yesterday's video, I talked about three league winning running backs. Today, we're doing the same style of video, but it'll be three league winning wide receivers. And instead of talking about players going in like the first, second, third round, all three of these wide receivers are gonna be going in like the round four, round five, round six range. So closer to like mid round options. And I think it's important to evaluate the best players in this range because at the wide receiver position, you basically have like your tier of wide receiver ones. You have the elite guys, you know, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You could even throw Diggs, Devontae Adams in there. And then you have like those mid to back end wide receiver ones, your CD Lambs, your Debo's, Mike Evans. I'm probably forgetting a few guys, Tyreek Hill, like the T Higgins, uh, Keenan Allen, all of those players, AJ Brown. But then once you start to get into like wide receiver 15, basically all the way through like wide receiver 30, there's kind of like just this big chunk of players. Obviously, you may prefer certain options, but a lot of those players end up blending together. And just looking back at last season, so the wide receiver 14 in points per game and the wide receiver 30 average within two points per game of each other. So really the difference between like a high-end wide receiver two and a mid-tier wide receiver three, the gap is really not that big. So when we're targeting, you know, these mid-tier wide receiver twos to mid-tier wide receiver threes, we want to be locating the ones that can take the next step. We don't want the guy finishing as like a wide receiver 24. That player is not going to move the needle. That player is not going to win you your leagues. So we want to find the Cooper Cups, the Debo Samuels, the Jamar Chases, the Deontay Johnsons, right? These were all players who were drafted as like mid-tier wide receiver twos to probably as late as wide receiver threes. And we saw all these guys put up elite seasons. Obviously, you're not typically going to be finding these guys like Cup, Debo, Jamar Chase. It was kind of a weird situation where just all these like wide receiver two, wide receiver three options exploded. But Deontay Johnson down the stretch last year was a locked in wide receiver one. He was someone you were drafting as like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. So those are the players we want to be locating at this spot. But let's jump into some of these league winning wide receivers. And funny enough, the first one is actually going to be Deontay Johnson. So even though he kind of separated himself from that fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three area, you know, finishing as a wide receiver one last year for fantasy, he's kind of being thrown back in as like a, you know, mid-tier wide receiver two option. He's being picked in the late fourth. So that kind of performance he had last year hasn't really stuck to his current ADP. He did finish as the wide receiver nine in points per game last year. Basically, Deontay Johnson's value has kind of regressed here because of this narrative that Big Ben was carrying Deontay Johnson's production. And I want to jump into this because personally, I'm not buying into this. I will give you the fact that the Steelers were very pass heavy last year, which led to Deontay Johnson having the second most targets in the NFL. Deontay Johnson was targeted 169 times last year. That is a lot. The Steelers were fourth in pass attempts per game. So I'll give it to you there. Deontay Johnson probably will not be repeating the same target numbers. I'm guessing the Steelers are going to be closer to league average, maybe slightly above league average in terms of pass attempts per game. But I want to point out the fact that just because a team finishes at the top of pass attempts per game, that doesn't necessarily mean the offense is fantastic. And I understand why some people may think that, like if you're throwing the ball a ton, the passing game is going to be great because these are the other 10 teams that were at top in pass attempts per game. We had the Buccaneers, Chiefs, Chargers, Cowboys, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, and Ravens, and then the Rams. These are some really, really strong offenses. 
some of the best passing attacks in the NFL. The Steelers do not fit into that group. They were 21st in team points per game. They were 30th in team yards per pass attempt, 23rd in team completion percentage. So not only are they not getting these big chunk plays, they're dinking and dunking, but the team completion percentage isn't even high. They weren't efficient at all. So this is a situation where, yes, he was fed targets, but he didn't have any of the benefits of, you know, a high volume passing attack. There wasn't an insane amount of yardage to go around. It's not like he was benefiting from some crazy efficiency. So I kind of just wanted to break that down. But what I like about Deontay Johnson is, yes, he commanded targets fantastically last year. But we can't just throw that away, right? Just because he's likely not going to see 170 targets this year does not mean that he cannot command targets once again. Even though he was number two in targets, he was still fourth in the NFL in target share with a 28.5% target share. That is impressive. No matter what the volume on the team is, if you're commanding close to a 30% target share, you are doing something right. He also had the second highest dominator rating at the wide receiver position. So even though the Steelers offense is kind of in flux here, the offensive line is not great. You've got some other weapons there. Uh, Chase Claypool, George Pickens has made some noise in training camp and preseason. You have Pat Fryermuth. I still think Deontay Johnson is going to be locked in as the number one in this offseason. They extended him. I think he's the clear-cut number one on this team. And when we're looking at the quarterback situation, I actually think the best possible quarterback for him would be Kenny Pickett. When we're looking at their offense last year, Deontay Johnson was benefited by that target share, the targets. I think Kenny Pickett is probably like the closest comparison to how Big Ben played, right? Big Ben was a shell of his former self. This was not the Big Ben slinging it down the field to Antonio Brown. This was Dinkin and Duncan, short plays, incredibly inefficient. I think Kenny Pickett can come in, have that same kind of short passing attack, but maybe up the efficiency a little bit. And that may be best case scenario for Deontay Johnson. We'll see how the Steelers quarterback situation kind of shakes out here. I kind of feel like the expectation was that Mitch Trubisky was going to appear like the better player and kind of, you know, establish himself as the starter early on. And then maybe Pickett takes over either later this season or maybe start of year two. It kind of seems like Pickett's been impressive. Trubisky really hasn't. So we'll see how that shakes out. But no matter what, I still think Deontay Johnson is going to produce and I think his floor is probably like this mid to back end wide receiver two range. It's not like he put up crazy touchdown numbers last year. So I want to bet on Deontay Johnson. His ability to command targets is up there with the best of him. And he is someone I'll be targeting. If he's going in the late fourth round, I'd be fine taking him anywhere in the fourth. In terms of my personal rankings, he will be a third round pick. But obviously, you don't want to be picking him there if that's not where he's going, you know, in comparison to other players. Now, moving over to the second league winning wide receiver, it is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. And to be completely honest, I did not think I'd be someone who was super into Juju this year. I kind of thought I'd be fading him. Wouldn't love him at price. I thought, you know, his value would just be totally inflated, you know, coming to the Chiefs. He's a big name player. But it kind of seems like his value is at this spot where I really like According to 4 for 4, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 28. That is a mid-sixth round pick. And I understand there are some clear red flags in terms of Juju's profile, his recent production, ability to stay on the field, all of it. But then there's just this high, high upside that he will have on this Chiefs offense. Looking at the Chiefs last year, they were fourth in points per game. They were second in pass attempts per game and then fourth in team passing yards. This is an offense you want pieces of. And if you can get the potential number one wide receiver on that team, 
in the sixth round. I'm going to be all over that. Juju Smith really broke out in his second year in the NFL, went for 111 receptions, 1,426 receiving yards, and then seven touchdowns. At this point in his career, we thought Juju Smith was going to be the next big thing. We thought he was going to be one of the best wide receivers, you know, in the NFL for a very, very long time. Since then, he's been pretty disappointing. 2019 had some weird quarterback stuff, but he still was not good. Then in 2020, he was all right, I guess. Wide receiver 23 in points per game, 128 targets, 97 receptions, 831 receiving yards, and then nine touchdowns. But you had Deontay Johnson kind of outperforming him, and then you had Claypool kind of on 